The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another edition of the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered, of course, by Evergy. Welcome to the show. We got a great show in store for you today. We got good folks over from Keycentrics and E. You going to bring them in? Yes, I suppose I can do so, Don Can you Sherman. do something, please? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Welcome, welcome. Today is going to be a really exciting show. We have one of my newest best friends. <laughs> he just doesn't know it yet. Um, who's here with us today. And I'm really excited, especially from as an economic developer and someone who's very interested in building our community and uh, vitality. We have someone by the name of Luis Rodriguez who is here with us. Luis, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Uh, well, uh, you pronounced my name great. So Yay! Luis We're Rodriguez, winning. yeah. Uh, president at Keycentrics uh, and partner at Method Productions. Keycentrics is a software company. We write software for pharmacies, not pharmaceuticals. Pharmacy, there's mm. a distinction. Um and uh, Method does commercial video production. So two very similar businesses. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> Thanks. It took I mean, me it a minute. I got it, though. That was, was a like, terrible joke. No. <laughs> Ebony, you let me down. I wanted a bigger <laughs> chuckle I got out of you. My bad, my bad. <laughs> of she did. <laughs> so Keycentrics, it's been a, here since what year? How long? 1974. Yeah, so that was a little bit before your time. Yeah, we were creatively named Computer Inc. back then. And so when did you change the name? Well, funny story. I learned after I uh, became president and we were doing a rebrand with Gardner Design. Uh, you know, the talent at Gardner Design for branding is, is exceptional. And, Shout out to Bill. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Bill turned out that he was part of the naming process when they changed it from Computer Inc. to Keycentrics. <laughs> and I love this story. I called him saying, hey, why did we name it Keycentrics? And he said, I don't know. Uh, let me look. Let me go look through my notes. He called me back a couple days later and said, let me be honest with you. I didn't keep any notes. Because <laughs> it was a while ago, right? It was a long time ago. Oh, that would, yeah. I was going to be impressed if you yeah. had notes from me. <laughs> and I said, well, can you remember anything about it? He, he said, I'd be making it up if I did. I was like, I appreciate you, Bill. So we nice. went with that. We went with that, and we tell people we we it can mean anything. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how we rebranded was 
years ago, Keycentrics, probably something along the lines of we're the center of your pharmacy operations because that's what our software does. So is that your elevator pitch? Like, I guess. What, <laughs> yeah. I, it, I, it, elevators go faster these days, so I don't think I could do one in an elevator. <laughs> nice. <laughs> get to the top floor and the door would open and close, open and close because I'd still be going. Oh, gosh. Excellent. <laughs> so I'm interested to know, like, how many employees do you guys have? Keycentrics is uh, just about 70. Wow. And 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 Method, there's just three of us. But So Keycentrics is about 70. And, yes. And so you've been with Keycentrics, or you've been the president since 2018? Correct. And was CTO with them um, since 2015. CTO. Chief Technology Officer. Oh, you look at you. Isn't that so great? Techie. I even, like, corrected my posture for that. <laughs> Chief. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> And Method Production, you said there's three of you there. Three of us, yeah. So tell me what your role is at Method. Well, uh, Rick uh, Dubio and Gabe Yunke are the videographers and the heart and soul and the talent. And I shuffle paperwork and review. I'm uh, telling when I think a video is poopy. Um, <laughs> and I help adjective. Yeah, and I help write a little bit. But mostly just make the business role. So in one company, you, uh, so is your background in what? Technology. Just in all technology. Yeah. Math and technology. That's, that's where I come from. But in method, I get to spread a little bit of the creative wings a little bit under their guidance. Uh, Rick and Gabe, I've, uh, spent some time at KPTS and in other organizations and I love them to death. They're Emmy award winning people. And, and uh, or nominee people and and uh, they teach me a lot. So Very and nice. I try to contribute with my zany, zany thoughts and brains. I like it. I like it a lot. So I didn't know you were a mathematician. Yeah, I would use that word loosely because I'm not John Nash or anything. <laughs> well, but. I feel like you are. <laughs> so you know, I'm not going to quiz you and ask you about the Pythagorean theorem. Oh, um, <laughs> whoa! I'm just you know I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying you dropped it. <laughs> I never knew that I would actually have to use that ever again out of school. And then I came to work for then Westar, now Evergy. And we, I was on a a project with a construction uh, crew and they were like, okay, we have to move this pole. And what we have to use is remember this from school. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) right on. So cool. Anywho, it's not about me. It's about you, Louise. (laughs) No, I can, let's just take a moment and be wildly impressed. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Don Sherman, I'll let you. Uh... <laughs> wow. Just quick follow-up question. Does Method and Keycentrics, I know they co-locate, but do they work on projects together ever? They don't co-locate. Oh, they don't? Yeah, okay. No, Method My Studio bad. is uh, in Old Town, um, right by the police station in Old Town. Okay. It's right next door, uh, which I super love that we have them next door. Uh, but... Yeah, it's a studio there, and and they work out of there. And and uh, Keycentrics is uh, the address is uh, Woodlawn twenty, and it's on twenty first and Woodlawn. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but uh, it's yeah. kind of nestled into a a neighbor's like a neighborhood. Like, in fact, our mm-hmm. building plays homeowners do. Isn't that weird? Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, I know exactly yeah. where you're at. Mm-hmm. They're probably mad at me. We used to have like a little fountain. <laughs> on a lake outside of the Keycentrics, and turns out I was paying the bill for that fountain. Mm. And I'm, I'm like, 
No, that's okay. We don't need a fountain. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's expensive. That's fine. <laughs> so um, you hit on a little bit. Let's let's unpack that a little bit. Far as pharmacies, you help pharmacies, not pharmacies, pharmaceutical. Not pharmaceutical. Yeah. Help us understand what you do. What biz, What you solve for a business? Sure. You know what I tell people is uh, we don't we don't sell drugs. We help other people sell drugs. And it, it, the way that works is pharmaceutical is the production of medicine mm-hmm. and pharmacy are the outlets where they dispense or, you know, clinical professionals dispense medicine to help you get better. So they're um, in the care chain, whereas pharmaceuticals are more in the uh, science side of things. So would, are you talking about like the point of sale machine or... Is it? it includes that. Okay. So think of it more like um, in any job, there's typically a resource planning system of some sort. In a pharmacy, the major asset to track is your prescription. And so our system helps a pharmacist track that through all the steps they have to take to dispense it for you. And depending on the class of medicine and what you're taking it for and your disease state and things like that, uh, they have different activities uh, that they have to complete uh, in order to be able to affordably provide that medicine for you. In in fact, um, you know, I think a common uh, misconception is that pharmacists just kind of count pills into a bottle and hand it to you. And, you know, if you go to Kroger, you know, 90% of what they do are the generic drugs that are, here's your amoxicillin, right? Here's your, you know, steroid cream or whatever the case may be. But, uh, pharmacy is a broad set of services, and there are some pharmacies that, for instance, are specialized to uh, give you the treatment around hep C, for instance. And now that that is curable, there's a very specific regimen of medicine, and it cures you. And so there are pharmacies that are very specialized in that. And that's where we excel, is in the high volume and specialty pharmacy. I like I, the way I like to say it is our software excels in helping you run a pharmacy that does anything harder than that retail, that amoxicillin, that pill count pharmacy that, that a lot of us know, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the average medic medication. Okay. So, and I think I read or saw a video where all the, most of your business is outside of Wichita. That's correct. Okay. Um, how do you how do you go about getting customers? How does that happen? Well, we um, invest in the industry um, in a number of different ways. We attend their shows. Pharmacists meet a lot. In fact, medical professionals meet a lot. And I think that's a subject of you know the the trade and the discipline and the academics of medicine is constantly changing. Uh, actually, I think healthcare puts every other industry to shame in terms of the pace that it changes how it looks at treatment. Mm-hmm. We just don't we kind of take it for granted because technology, there's always the latest and greatest thing. And you think, hey, that's always innovating. But combination of tech and healthcare is just, you know, lightning speed. Um, and uh, so they meet a lot to share information, to share practices, to to lift each other up. And we usually are there at the important places where the those who can use our software um, and can benefit from it meet. What about your company are you passionate about? 
the people. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we compete with coastal technology companies on the daily. Um, and we win where we're better all the time. And uh, it's fun to see um, our Midwestern values and our Midwestern people just absolutely clobber those who prioritize other things on coasts and approach relationships and business building in different ways than we do in the Midwest. And so I'm super excited to see, you know, for instance, our quality assurance manager, Kama uh, Cranky, just recently uh, was recognized as Women Who Lead mm. uh, with the Business Journal. Yeah. And, you know, Kama earned her biology degree, uh, you know, here. And she went to work in a pharmacy as a pharmacy tech and found a job doing the support desk at Keycentrics, you know, years ago. Uh, disciplined herself to learn the software uh, and apply her pharmacy knowledge to it and worked in QA and now is the QA manager. Uh, and she brings this a sensibility that you're not going to find on the East Coast and the mm -hmm. West Coast to the job that leads us to being, you know, one of our favorite metrics is we have 98% customer satisfaction. And the healthcare industry standard is like 96. And that's for a, you know, a tip-top organization that's just curing people and doing hard work. So the average, you know, healthcare organizations in, in the middle 80s. And so, you know, she's part of that machine that produces that 98% customer satisfaction. And she gets the chance to do that here. And the 70 people that work for us at, you know, at 21st and Woodlawn get to do that here and outshine, you know, usually Berkeley grads and mm -hmm. MIT grads. And yeah. Excellent. That is yeah. awesome. I love that. That's the most exciting thing about my job. That I mean, that's dope that you have people from Kansas who are able to contribute to such a great uh, field. Yeah. And so you have 70 employees that work at that office. What type of jobs are there? Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Who do you employ? Would you like hire me and Don? I don't, I don't know about Don. Wow. I'm kidding, Don. Wow. <laughs> we just met. I'm just teasing. You don't have my resume yet. <laughs> I, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I, I'll tell you, we're a software company. And so we the whole thing centers around the product we create. Um, you know, there's no customer without a viable product. So around the obvious positions of coders and programmers, developers, and analysts associated. We have a whole support system of people that contribute um, from, you know, specification writing and business analysts to uh, frontier support people who have worked in pharmacies um, and, and come to our support desk and, and learn our product and, and can support in context, which is something we really look for is uh -huh. being able to support in context versus just the IT guy that's like, well, did you reboot it? You know? Right, right. Like Jimmy oh, Fallon. He's like, just, just, <laughs> let, just let me drive. <laughs> you, you ever hear that? Just let me drive. Mm -hmm. Just stop typing, Ebony. I'll get it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we, we try to not do that. Um, you know, and so we work, we, staff people who've worked in the pharmacies and then tool them to handle the technology as best we can. And then we have people that go out in the field and install. We have um, standard things like the accounting and the HR. And and um, so, you know, we're all facets, all kinds of jobs. I think the most 
most of the jobs we have centered around creating the product and supporting it. Uh Um, But, you know, we've been growing over the years and I suspect we'll have all kinds of interesting things. Heck, for instance, I just hired an executive assistant and I had to be talked into it. You know, a lot of my mentors were like, you need it, dude, because like you don't show up on time, (laughs) you know, or, you know, you're, you know, you're just thinking about too many things, juggling too many things. And I kept saying, I don't know about that. You know, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm a North high grad, Uh right. You know, I've from, you know, I consider Wichita my hometown, even though I was born in Puerto Rico and, and, you know, I just feel like that's super, super bougie to have, like to have an executive system. I'm not Charles Coke, you know, (laughs) That's you not bougie. Me. That's right. so bougie out here. Right. <laughs> North. But, you know, turn, she's like two days old right now. That's why it's on my mind. And she's amazing. That's yes. Great. Maybe I need one. She's amazing. So if you're like juggling too many things, get you one. Yeah. Got it. Right? Like, do it. <laughs> Don, put it in the budget for you. <laughs> so you, you mentioned metrics. And so I'm super curious to, to understand, like, so how do you set goals for your business? Sure. Well, we're uh, in hyper growth mode. So most of our metrics are around um, grabbing market share. And then we have a couple of metrics around, um, you know, employee incentives to help them drive that. So they understand how their effort goes through the P&L and out the bottom side of it. Uh Um, And then we have... um, you know, from the leadership perspective, we have a number of wellness-oriented uh, activities and goals um, to, to try to be an employer of choice to keep fueling our growth. So it's kind of three-pronged. We have obviously our our growth-oriented, what builds the business metrics um, and and proper tracking of that. Then we have, you know, the employees being plugged in to engage, and then we have um, caring for our employees because can't do it without them. That's right. That's right. So what resources do you think help you achieve uh, the success that you're achieving other than your employees? You've talked about them um, and they are the main contributing factor, I assume, but they're, what other resources and tools um, like the chamber or other organizations? Sure. Um, Chamber, absolutely. um, Especially when we were smaller is helpful Uh, for us not so much in developing business locally, but more in the sense that they were putting us near uh, peer-like organizations and organizations that are solving problems about employee care and growth. And and so you get to, you know, build some connections that help you. Hey, you know, I'm kind of struggling with this problem. How'd you guys do it? And I can say that without the chamber, you know, those connections don't happen. Um, but we also benefited from organizations like the Greater Wichita Partnership. I can't stress enough. They've come through really big for us in helping us find ways to tool our employees and Mm -hmm. grow our business with um, the various incentive programs that they keep their eye on and thumb on. And, um, you know, Adrian from the Greater Wichita Partnership, you know, one day called me up and said, hey, I know you're doing this and, you know, here's a program you could take advantage and maybe do more. And we did. That's awesome. You know, we did that. We, she's, I was, she was absolutely right. And we were like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has helped us quite a bit. 
and then other organizations in town uh, drawing attention to our, you know, generically our industry and technology like, uh, you know, Next Us and, and Flagship Kansas. And I happen to serve on their boards now, but even before then, they were a, a big part of, you know, as they showed up uh, as part of Briggs and other things, they were a big part of just congealing organizations to lift up and find ways to support businesses like ours. And so I think those little community efforts and things that are around are are, are still kind of in their infancy, but starting to really, you know, bite in and grip. And, and I think, uh, you know, it's just the beginning. It's I the love beginning. that. Thank you for sharing that. And when we come back from our break, I want to dig a little bit deeper into that uh, conversation. So right now we'll go for a break and we'll be back with Luis Rodriguez. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, Our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit Evergy.com slash stay safe to learn more. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information. To provide us input about this podcast series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just now joining in, we are here with Luis Rodriguez from Keycentrics and Method Productions, having a great conversation with him. And we, when we left off, he was talking about all the resources that we have in the city that's helped him uh, and his company achieve many successes. So now I want to just ask him about some challenges. You know, we've been talking a lot about regional growth uh, blueprint for growth um, and how we want to center and and try to attract more tech companies. And that's one of the things we want to do. Kind of talk to me uh, about some of the challenges you you perceive the city to have around this. I Well, much like the shower curtain here in the studio, I think our area still has um, a view of the jobs of the future that's um, opaque, uh, fuzzy, blurred, and technology is such a broad concept, right? Uh, mm-hmm. To someone, technology can mean, you know, a really advanced fabrication process in their plant. And to others, technology can mean, you know, writing software or or uh, developing, a, you know, a gadget of some sort. And so it's a broad subject. And as a result, you know, um, it gets co-opted pretty easily. But the, but the truth is, you know, as a community, we really have yet to uh, fully... Uh, congeal and fire up around transitioning our community jobs and what's going to grow our city and state in the future. The phrase I would use is, I I think we're in a long and up to spiral of death that, um, you know, frankly, 
aircraft and the way aircraft influences our environment from a jobs perspective um, obfuscates and makes challenging in, in terms of the city being able to invest in the right areas. Because, you know, what they create are, are pressure points and crises. And to think that our community could hinge on whether an executive all the way in Seattle made a good decision about, a, about, a, about an aircraft battery. We don't see it that way. We don't talk about it that way. But that's the truth. Hmm. One bad thought. And we're devastated. They're not. Right? We invented the Learjet, guys. We invented it. It's no longer here. But the good news is, as you mentioned earlier, uh, the great work like Adrian Corson from the partnership is doing. We just had a major announcement. That's true. Uh, and we're bringing in more companies that's diversifying our our uh, local economy with more tech jobs in the focus. So that is the that's the good news out of all of this. That is the good news, and and they are slaving away at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are working hard at GWP to do that. Yep. And, and, and here's our first one. So, uh, you know, I would argue that we need to support, you know, all of us need to support what they're doing a little bit more aggressively because mm-hmm. they shouldn't be our first one. So you mentioned a challenge already operating in Wichita. What's an advantage? Well, it, it goes back to, um, y- you know, our particular, for lack of a better word, local culture, local attitude. Um, even talking about the subject and putting out a challenging thought is Ebony responds back with a, well, we're still doing good things, right? And so that positivity is powerful. It helps. Uh, so I appreciate it, Ebony, right? Uh, it, so I, I think we can strive. I think our cost of doing business is exceptional. Uh, just recently, uh, you know, Keycentrics uh, recruited a software executive away from McKesson. Uh, and, you know, he was looking at our, you know, cost of producing software. He goes, ah, these are, these are better rates than, than I get from India. And, you know, people don't know that. They don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we pay well. We pay uh, very well. We, we provide very well, and, and we're still more cost effective. So I think there's a lot of strength there that just talking about it doesn't really – Help the person shopping. I mean, every place is cheaper than San Francisco. Right. right? Like they're going to lead with that. Right. Every place is cheaper than, say, Pittsburgh or, or or New York City. But, but you know, when somebody says, "Yeah, doing you're doing better here with talent developed here, with talent brought here into our, you know, economy, you're doing better here than I could do with, you know, folks offshore." Well, that's a that's a much stronger statement in my mm-hmm. opinion. How are you and your team involved in the community? Well, we do a number of things. We are, Keycentrics is owned by a family that's long uh, invested in Wichita, the Koshner-Garvey family. And uh, the founding uh, member of the Koshner-Garvey uh, Capital Partners uh, company is Bruce Koshner. And he moved it here from Topeka, Um saw the opportunity here and uh, built companies here. He had any number of companies over the years. Um, and uh, yeah, I think um, his foundation is how we do our charity. Uh, and they provide a number of outlets, different ways. They're kind of quiet. They don't like a lot of attention about it. Most recently, 
Uh, we named a scholarship at WSU in his honor, uh, the Bruce Koshner Key-Centric Scholarship. And we kind of focused on, you know, uh, looking for those students that are kind of needing that final push to finish. You know, there's a million scholarships for freshmen. Right. And every freshman comes in with energy and then gets slapped with life. Right, yeah. right. And then they need that last push, right? That that last infusion of cash to say, you're almost there, man. Don't mm-hmm. don't get distracted with needing cash. And, and, you know, not to mention at that age, who makes great decisions at that age. Um, so mistakes you've made through your sophomore and junior years. <laughs> Throughout life. Yeah. In your 30s. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we... Uh, so we kind of invested in them. We, we've awarded our first um, scholarship to a, a young lady that almost made me cry on the call because it was a surprise award. And she she just reacted in such a way that uh, was so meaningful to me growing up with almost nothing. And and then I was like, it stopped. <laughs> You're going to make me cry. But Chloe, Chloe Ordonez, just shout out to her. She's amazing. I think she's going to do great work. And we're excited about her being the the first one. Excellent. E. So with all the good things that you're doing in the community and you acknowledging uh, the fact that your uh, team, that's what, you know, wakes you up in the morning and makes you come to work and feel energized. Where do you see your organization in the next five years? Well, we, we are growing very, very fast. Um, and um, the way I see it, we have, uh, a really, really great product that uh, a lot of pharmacies and institutions are going to use. Uh, and we intend to take that success and continue developing our organization into broader healthcare, um, one way, shape, or form. Uh-huh. And so in five years, I see us um, in, in employing more people uh, and providing good living and, and good opportunities uh, to folks. I see us taking care of more clients and adding to the pedigree we already provide and and bringing that prestige to our state and our city. Um, and hopefully we don't mess it up, right? We're going to make mistakes. <laughs> I certainly don't know everything I'm doing. So hopefully we can keep the, you know, the best advice I've ever received is you make your mistakes, just try to keep them small. <laughs> try to keep them small. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Who Who would you say you admire in the industry? In the in the industry we serve, um, probably Tom Skelton. He's the CEO and president of SureScripts, and SureScripts is a an organization that many moons ago woke up and said we need to get to like a good exchange of healthcare information. And the first place they tackled was e prescriptions. Mm-hmm. You know, taking the paper and the pad and all the fraud and inaccuracies that come out of that. I don't I don't know if you've ever seen a paper prescription, but can you read that? No. <laughs> no. Good not point. at all. I mean, I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's me too. But it's it's doctors are way worse about it. And anyway, the, you know, they saw a need to kind of improve upon that. And so they started developing an a technology backbone that would exchange information between pharmacy softwares and you know, practice management and EMRs. And so today, you know, you know, when is the last time you actually received a paper prescription? Today, most prescriptions just fly out digitally. And, you know, they're responsible for about 85% of that exchange 
of e-prescribing data. And in my opinion, that has lowered cost and saved lives. Mm-hmm. And so I love that they saw that need and built an organization um, that has quietly impacted the quality of health of our nation. I love that. And I even love, going back to your previous response, that in five years, you're looking for an expansion right here in Wichita, Kansas, and retaining Indeed. employees and and bringing in new ones. So well, this is how I feel. If you think you can't grow here, then you're being dumb. Because if the world's largest private company succeeds here, anybody can. That's right. People get ready, start a business, and expand here in Wichita. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So as we are closing up um, the hour, if you had a biography written, what would the title of the book be? Um, I explained too many things with poop. That would be the title. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I explained too many things with poop. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't really, I kind of find it as a badge of honor, but my employees, particularly the ones that travel with me when I do speaking engagements, uh, never appreciate this, but uh, I always find a way, uh, they call me at, at the office a poop analogist. Oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> I, always, somehow, I just always find a, a good vehicle for a, a clear understanding of something complex is to reduce it down. And, and somehow from my male potty humor, right, I, 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 get, I always get to a poop analogy of some sort. On national stages, like my TED talk will likely have a, a poop analogy oh my gosh. So I, CTO, if I ever have one. <laughs> CTO and poop and uh, yeah, no, <laughs> analogies. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Wow, well, I appreciate uh, you sharing that. We're gonna do something fun now. Yep, uh, wrap this up a little bit. We're gonna do some word association. Uh, oh no, yeah. <laughs> It's it's your answer, so it's the right answer. It just needs to be one word. Nobody look at me while we play this. Okay, no (laughs) eye contact. (laughs) No, okay. (laughs) Leader, David Redford. Beverage, Dr. Pepper. Vacation, Um, Washington D.C. The chamber, cool, cool. Family. Everything. Fun. All the time. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. And Love kept, it. I, did it I break the word. rules of that game? Are you supposed to use one word? Yeah. I'm all phrasing it out. No, <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. It was one word and you did fine. You did an amazing job. And Luis, I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you for uh, allowing us to learn a little bit more about you and the companies that you serve and the importance of, uh, you know, growing and staying in Wichita. And I appreciate you valuing our our great city. Um, So I'm humbled by the invite. Thank you. And hopefully I didn't embarrass anybody. No, you did a wonderful job. It was fun. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. Really excited that you had an opportunity to uh, take a deep dive and learn a little bit more about Luis Rodriguez. Everyone, make certain that you like our podcast, that you subscribe, and that you tune in again next week. Talk with you soon. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series.
This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. I was about to say, were you recording that? I mean, that was the answer. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was the summary. I can, <laughs> I can hit you up. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A E L L I O T T at wichitachamber.org.